What's up, world? How you doing? It's your girl, Aubrey Natil, again, here in The Shakeup. Thank you guys for listening to me. I appreciate all of your love and support. Today, I have the pleasure of bringing you all a lovely young lady who has or is my um, spiritual religious mom. (laughs) Um, We have sang together, we have laughed together, and today is going to be so much fun. Her name is Kendra Lawson. Welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Miss Kendra, you are the founder of Sweet Endings by Kendra. Can you tell the people exactly what that is? Yes. um, Sweet Endings is a floral design business where I do personal floral design for events such as anniversaries, um, weddings, receptions, um, class reunions, baby showers, um, church placements, church placements, (laughs) and you name it and I do it. And I also do, um, funeral services too. Okay. Alrighty. Well, what made you get into that business? Originally, the reason I got into Sweet Endings, the reason I named it Sweet Endings is because several years ago, I was losing my whole family, back to back to back. Okay. And at that time, I was going through a lot of grief situations, and God put it in my spirit to start my own business, which he gave me the name of Sweet Endings. And originally, it was going to be to pretty much be the middle person between the person that has lost a loved one mm-hmm. and the person and the funeral homes or whatever it is that they needed. I was gonna be that middle middle person. Okay. Because usually when a person passes away, the person that has the responsibility of of um, making the funeral arrangements and making sure that everything runs smoothly is usually the main family member. Right. During that time, that family member is under a lot of stress because there's people coming in from out of town, from everywhere, to actually come to the funeral. And then they come to your house, that main family member, and they want you to sit up, and they want you to... They don't really want you to entertain them, but in a sense, they do. Right, right, right. They want you to sit up. They want you to reminisce with them. They want you, you know, we're going to go over some old memories and so on and so forth. And meanwhile, in your head, you're thinking, I can't do this right now because I've got stuff to do. Right. I've got a funeral to plan. I've got clothing to go buy. Mm-hmm. I've got to go get, get make sure that the pastor's going to be there. I got a whole bunch of stuff to do. So at that time, you're, you, the main family member, you're in a business mode. I wanted to be that person to take that pressure off of that main family member to where I would do that for them. That way they can have that proper time to grieve that as well. That way they can sit there and they can grieve with their family members and listen to the memories and go backwards and forth. I'm going to be the one that's going to go get the clothes for you, take them to the funeral home, make sure the funeral starts on time, make sure that that you have everything that you need in order to get this underway and going. And the reason God put that on in my spirit is because I lost a lot of family members back to back to back to back to back. And a lot of people gave back to me. Mm-hmm. That's important. They gave to me. And if it wouldn't have been for the support that I had from other people, I probably never would have made it. Mm-hmm. 
and it put it, God truly put that in my spirit. But during that time, and I and I still do that. I'm still, like I said, I do funerals. I'm still one of the main people that you can contact to do stuff for you while you're planning a funeral or whether, while you want to sit up with your family or whatever. I'm still that person. I still do that. But God totally, totally put it in my spirit while I was doing all this mm-hmm. that I really have a talent to do floral design. Yes, you my do. My dad was <laughs> a florist. Okay. All my life. I've never had any fake plants in my house. And you can look around and see now. Yes, There's not beautiful. one fake plant in here. So... That God put in my spirit to do floral design. My dad was also a mortician. Oh, okay. So that's where the whole... It just runs full circle. Yeah, that's where the whole funeral thing came from. So they kind of coincide together. Mm. But God put in my... I, I, I have such a good talent for floral design. I love flowers. I love creating special things for people for their events. I just like to do something unique that they want just for them. Not something I don't I, I, I don't mind when people bring me stuff that they seen on Pinterest. That's fine and dandy. I can do whatever you seen on Pinterest. I can do it. Mm-hmm. But I prefer to create something for special just for you. Right. I, and you know what? I've seen a lot of your pictures um, on the Sweet Endings page <laughs> on Facebook. And none of them look exactly alike. None, no one you know, floral design or the other looks exactly alike. And that's amazing because, you know, some people, they just run out of ideas. You run out eventually. And it's like, that has to be God-given talent to be able to to create so many different styles with, even with the same flowers sometimes, but just a different look. And it's always fresh and new. So that's awesome. Yeah, it always (laughs) is. I don't believe in doing two things exactly the same. I don't believe in doing two designs the same. That is a special talent because I don't know if I could do it. So I commend you. <laughs> I love flowers, but I don't think I have that kind of talent. <laughs> see, I pray over everything before I ever touch a flower. I'm going to pray about it and I'm going to ask God to give me a vision. Now, usually when people ask me to do stuff, I have to visualize it. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Let me visualize this first. Mm-hmm. Let me think about what it is that you're asking me to do. Do you see the venue first, or? Sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. Okay. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. This last wedding that I did um, at the um, Wyndham, I did not see the event space first. Was it harder, do you think? No. No? No. No. I created something especially for her. And this young lady happens to be um, work at American Airlines, mm-hmm. and I kind of did. Her colors were green, green, um, black, and white. And so originally, I was only doing her columns for her, her two columns. I was doing the floral design for her two columns, and then I did the floral design for her table, the bride's table. I did the bridesmaid and the bride's bouquet. Okay. And then at the, she turned into Brazil on me. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> at the last minute, she wanted me to do something with her um, gift box. Okay. And I had never done a gift box before. And she also wanted me to do her broom. I had never done a broom before. Okay. So I just kind of got a little visual as to what I wanted to do. And 
when I showed her her box, the box that she gave me, she was like, you went out and bought another box, didn't you? And I was like, no, this is, <laughs> this is your box. I even posted before and after pictures. But what I did for her is I created her box. I turned her box into her box. was originally just a brown wooden box, and it had Mr. and Mrs. on it. Well, I changed it to a black box that was glittered out because when, you, when you're flying on a plane, mm-hmm. if something happens on the plane, what do they always tell you? <laughs> Make sure you get that black box. So I made sure that her box was glittered up and it was the black box. And it was it turned out absolutely beautiful. And her broom, I had never done a broom before. Her broom, I blinged her broom out. Her broom was like a five dollar broom. I said this broom is worth about $150 now if you decide that you want to get rid of it. Just just in case. I just put that in there. Oh wow. But yes, I love what I do. I was so excited. She couldn't believe I was excited about doing a broom in a box because I had never done it before. Did she cry? She was so overwhelmed. She said, <laughs> I, I showed this broom to everybody at American Airlines. And they're like, who did that broom for you? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, well, yes, I love, love what, what I do. do. Yes. I love what I do. I absolutely love what I do. I'm in the process. I am licensed and registered. Okay. That's a so you have designer. A, so it's Sweet Endings by Kendra LLC. LLC. That's okay. it, girl. All right yes. now. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm in the process of having my website set up. Okay. So you can go on there and you can look at my prices and look at my different designs. And So for right now, they can go to Facebook. They can go to Facebook or they can um, email me. Okay, what's your email address? Uh, sweet.end.ing at hotmail.com. Okay, and then uh, Facebook is Sweet Endings by Kendra. Sweet Endings by Kendra. Okay, so there you have it. If you have a wedding, a funeral, uh, you just need a nice flower, uh, I'm sorry, a place setting on your table. Um, if you need, you know, corsages for your prom, whatnot. Boutonnieres, you, you name it. <laughs> you name it and I can do it and it's going to be very unique and different. Sweet Endings by Kendra LLC. Let's yes, add that. that's add me. That. So I have to congratulate you on becoming an ordained minister. Yes, thank you. And I know you were already licensed for that yes. um, back in 2013, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so can you explain, because some people don't know what that means, explain what it is to be licensed and ordained and what your journey looked like, how it took you, what the steps were like? Um, first of all, getting into ministry was something that God had a calling on my life for, and I ran from it, like most people do. <laughs> right. <laughs> like most people do. And um, our assistant pastor, Pastor Gibbs, um approached me for a good year or more because he felt like that I had something to give back for as ministry was concerned and for a good year I said no 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 I can't do that I can't do that wow so I had to make sure that my life was straightened out and that I was where I wanted to be and then that's when I said you know what I've let a whole lot of other people use me so it's time for me to let God use me that is that now that's a testimony and that's when I decided that it was time right for me to submit myself and go ahead and let God use me wow and 
I can truly, truly say that's probably one of the best things that I've ever done in my life. I never even imagined me being in the pulpit. I get joy from being in the pulpit. That's how I know God shows me. I get in the pulpit, I'm not nervous. I let the Holy Spirit use me. I make sure that I come straight out the Bible. God's word says that when you are speaking his word, it should be in spirit and in truth. So I make sure that I'm always speaking out of the spirit and I'm always truthful with whatever, with whatever it is that I'm preaching about. Right. And you do a good job. You're a very well-spoken speaker. Um, and it's very enthusiastic. Um, your delivery <laughs> is very Yes, you see, I'm sitting up here with kind of little tears in my eyes yes. right now because I know the journey that I've been on because when I was losing my family members, I was about to lose my mind. I mean, I lost my, I lost my husband in 96, then I lost my grandmother in 97, then my mom in 98, then my daughter in 99, then my dad in 2001 and then my brother in 2004 so it was just a back to back to back thing and it was to the point to where I did not know which way to go or who to turn to and then after my parents were gone I had no one else but God and that's when I had to surrender myself and say I'm ready use me Lord and I bet, I know it doesn't seem like it um, when you're going through it, but you probably were being used and, you know, in your very own way because you're a very pretty much upfront <laughs> person, very truthful, as you said. <laughs> but you're kind of like in your face, like, no, this is what it is. This is how it's going to be. So I'm pretty sure that you were definitely touching others. You just didn't realize it at that time. Truthfully, if it wasn't for the things that I've been through, Mm-hmm. I would not be where I am today. Oh, that's called life. That's a good journey, though. That's called life. That's a good journey. And it's something that I feel like that when I was using, when I was truly losing my family members back to back, that God was preparing me for this. Yes, because you do grief counseling as well. I do. And that's that's a major portion because a lot of people don't know how to deal with grief. A lot of people lose people. They lose and I know it's crazy to say, but they lose things, you know, they lose a job, they lose a, a, a spouse, you know, they lose their house or something. Right. All of that comes with grief. It does. You know, grief comes with that. And so they don't necessarily know how to deal with it. And you don't have to lose a person to need that kind of counseling. You just need to know how to get through it and take those steps. And you never, and you know, as a grief counselor and, and going through, you know, death yourself, and, and I've gone through death as well. Losing people, you never quite get over it. You no. just are able to keep moving, keep going. Yes. Um, yes. And yes. some days are harder than others. Yes, um, and it's still right now today. And But, you know, it's good that you're in that position because, you, like you said, if you hadn't have gone through it, you wouldn't be able to do the things that you're doing. So. No. And I commend you because, I mean, I don't know how to comfort people very well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can advocate some stuff for you, but when we get to the comfort and you crying, I'm just like... I don't know if we're ready to hug you. I don't know what, what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go fight it out. We're going to cry together. No. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> so that's 
like I've placed this people in position like yourself because there are people that just, they don't know. They don't. You know, they think that they can hold all that stuff in and then, you know, they're going to keep going and they don't realize they're a ticking time bomb. That's what they are because eventually it's all going to come to a head. It has to come out. That's not going to be good. Yes, it has to come out. Just like the truth has to come out. That's their truth. They're hurting. That has to come out some kind of way. And, you know, I think that's, you know, I could take this a whole nother direction and say that's probably why we have so many shootings, so many like school shootings and things, because these children have either been abused at some point or bullied and they just don't know how to deal with that grief. And once one day they wake up, they snap and that's this true. is what it is. That's 100 percent true. That is 100 percent true. You know, I work with kindergarten, so <clears throat> I know that's 100 percent true. A lot of things that they act out on is because of maybe things that are going on in their home life. Right. Right. And it affects them in a different kind of way. A lot of times people don't realize that the things that they do around their kids or before their kids, that it's affecting that kid in a different kind of way. They may not know that it's affecting their kid, Mm. but it's affecting their kid. And children don't really know how, you know, you're 21 and younger. I always say 21 and younger. You don't really know how to process things. Um, and then even even 25 and younger, you know, sometimes you go through things and you act on pure emotion. It's all emotional. You didn't really process it. You didn't really think about it until you start having some responsibilities and things start getting taken away and things of that nature. But, you know, children are a different type of, yeah, you know. Because they don't, they don't really have that that control or their mind to know what to do. Right. They in just know this situation. is what happened to me. Yeah. This is how I feel. This is how I act. Yeah. So I'm going to come to school and stab you with a pencil. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. No. Oh my goodness. So we have discussed, you know, your business, which I think is beautiful. Sweet Endings by Kendra LLC. You have to put the LLC on it because it's sure official. Because it is official. It is official. Okay, and we've given the email address and the Facebook page, and we talked about you being ordained. And, you know, I know we went into grief counseling, but I, I kind of want to come back to um, ministry because, you know, so many people think it's so hard to become a Christian. And I always say it's harder to continue being a Christian, like walking that walk is a lot harder than becoming a Christian because becoming a Christian, you just need to know Jesus is your Lord and Savior. He died for your sins and you confess your sins to him. But that Christian walk is a whole different ball game. Like you're going to get and It's like this doesn't make you not get tested. You get tested oh, hard. You don't get tested hard. And you get tested with the same things, you know, until you pass those tests. That's a, at least that's how I feel in life. I feel like God going to continue to that's dangle true. it in that's front true. of you until you, you pass it. You know, that's true. you done fail for this same test over and over and over. And then. Okay, I'm going to throw it out there again in a different form, in a different person, in a different situation, different light. But it's going to be practically the same. Are you going to fail or pass? And, you know, we have to also as Christians remember, you know, it's not always the devil messing with you. No. No. (laughs) Sometimes, and see, and I say that all the time. Sometimes we give the devil way too much credit. Way too much credit, yes. Because some of the problems and things that we get ourselves into... It's not the devil. It's us. Yes, it's it self-created. Mm-hmm. I call those self-created problems. You you created the 
Did nobody tell you to go out here and do whatever you did? Like, you did that. Nobody told you to go get that car loan that you cannot pay for. Nobody told you. Then <laughs> you said, "Well, God didn't bless me. Not if you can't buy the tag." <laughs> that, okay, that is true. We do the devil. He, the, the, you know what? Satan made me no. Mm-mm. Satan didn't make you go out there and get sloppy drunk and fall out and throw up on everybody. You did that. Right. Satan had nothing. You did that. <laughs> you might have felt a little, you might have felt, let, let the devil stray you over a little bit, but at the end of the day, you did that. Right. The devil did not string you into that relationship. You, you let that happen. You and part of being a Christian is you have to know how to fight the little temptations that Satan is going to throw at you. Because I can tell you now, when I first decided that I was going to step off into the pool pit, I thought the devil had a blowtorch out and was shooting little darts at me. <laughs> because you name it and he was shooting it at me. And the devil, just like God knows everything about us, Satan knows your weaknesses too. Mm. He, he knows what your weak spot is. Whatever that is, whether it be a man, whether it be a female, whatever it is, whatever it is, that's your little temptation, and he knows what it is. Once you think you done got over that, you can rest for sure. He gonna send it back your way. Well, speaking of temptations, since you took it there, (laughs) (laughs) we are going to discuss the singles ministry. Oh, yes, 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 yes. This is going on at Agape Bible Fellowship. Yes, Where Pastor Terry Buxton Sr. and co-pastor Elaine Buxton are the heads of that church. Um, So tell us about the singles ministry. What's going on with that? Um, The leaders of that ministry is um, myself, Reverend Kendra Lawson, and Minister Michelle Duran. And we're going to pretty much have a meet and greet. We're going to start it off. June 11th. It's going to be held on a Monday. And basically what it is, is to teach singles how to live a single life, still be a Christian, and be satisfied with yourself. Okay, so living single, saved, and satisfied. Single, saved, and satisfied. Because sometimes, a lot of times, it's us as singles, we're not satisfied with ourselves. And a lot of times we feel like just because we're not married or we're not in a relationship that we're kind of the outcast. Well, I mean, I can I can agree with that cuz I'm single and I feel like sometimes you know, church messages or church functions are they cater to married couples or couples that are, you know, aspiring to be married, you know, the and it, it does not always seem fair. <laughs> It does not. And that is one of the reasons that we decided to start this singles ministry. Just for the reason that you just said. Because we felt like that before. That we weren't included in certain things because we weren't married. Or we didn't get to do certain things because we didn't because we're not married. Or we might not get invited to go out with the group of people that's married because we're not married. Right. But we're still ministers. We're still on a ministerial team. And sometimes we feel like we got a little shun because we're single. Well, now we have the singles ministry. And now we have the singles ministry. And is this open to anyone or do you have to be a member of that church? or This is open to anyone. Okay. Males and females. 
Okay. And we would like to get some good males to come out because just like we as females need to learn how to be single, saved, and satisfied, males need to learn the same thing too. So wherever you're at right now in your singlehood, in your relationship, this is where God has you right now. Mm-hmm. This is where God can utilize you the most. Uh, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 7, the whole chapter tells you about marriage, single, divorce, separated. It tells you about all of that. But one thing it tells you for sure is that when you're single, God can use you more when you're single than when you're married. Because when you're married, you got to focus on satisfying your husband or your wife. You got to focus on the things in the world, like paying bills and all of that. Even though we're single, we have to focus on that too. But that gives God a greater chance to use us because our focus is not on this relationship that we're having. Right. Our focus is on the relationship we're having with him and what we can do to please him instead of what we can do to please somebody else in the world. So this gives us the opportunity pretty much. For me, it gives me the opportunity, it has given me the opportunity to examine myself, Mm. to get to know myself better, to get a deeper, more intimate relationship with God, and to actually know exactly what God wants me to do. See, I um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but, you know, I go to Transformation, and Pastor Todd, uh, Pastor Mike Todd, he was talking about relationship goals. He did a whole series mm-hmm. on relationship goals, and he started, you know, he did singles, he did, uh, you know, relationships, uh, friendships, and, and businesses, and, and then he talked about marriage. He did a whole, you know, and the, the different parts of, of uh, relationships, whether it's single or divorced or engaged, you know, um, all different types of relationships. And so he basically, when he's talking about singleness, he said, you know, maximize your singleness. And he, you know, like the things you said, you know, you're not focused on being in a relationship. You're focused on being a better you and having that better relationship for God, um, with God and being a better Christian and being a better person. And you're able to do more. You're able to travel. You're able to, you know, not have to think about another person when you make your decisions. You, all you have to think about is, okay, God, is this the right decision? You know, you pray to God. You wait on that answer. You, you know, you're proactive with what you're doing in his kingdom as well because he's able to allow you single to move around. If you're ministering, you can go, you can go far and wide without exactly. having to worry about a family. You can do the things that you need to do. And it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be inside of the church. No. But, you know, whatever it is that he's calling you to do, you know, you're able to focus on that and not have to worry about that other person. So, right. So it's definitely, I'm definitely interested. Yes, we're, definitely, <laughs> we're excited about this because we have, for one, we have a lot of singles mm. that are really interested in this. And we're excited about it because it's a journey that we're all going to be walking together. And we're all trying to get to the same place. And basically, it's not a group to, to pretty much um, hook people up you. for nothing. No, I was just about to say, it's not a, no, it's not a place, it's not a uh, ministry that's going to uh, prepare you to go and hook up with this, whoever it is mm-hmm. that you think you should hook up with. Because for one, that's one thing about being single. We don't need to be trying to find a mate. We don't need to find a mate. We need to wait and let God 
send that person to us. That's how a lot of us make mistakes because we put our will before God's will. And then we get hooked up with this person that we're not even equally yoked with. And then it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're single again. Mm -hmm. So this is an opportunity for you to embrace your singleness. Learn how to love on God. Let God love on you. And it also gives you the opportunity to search yourself and decide on what you really want from from a mate. The kind of mate that you're looking for. Okay. So is this all coming from scripture? Or are we looking at different books? Or what are we looking at? We're looking at different books, but it's all coming from scripture. Okay. So you just got some different tools that you can use as different well. Different tools that we can use as well. We're going to be studying from a book called Thrive. And we're also going to be studying from Living Single by Tony Evans. Okay. And yes, it's all scriptural. Tony Evans is awesome. And it's all awesome. <laughs> it's all awesome. I'm so excited about doing the study on Living Single. Because I've read this book and it, it, it it's an eye opener. Wow. So okay. we're just hoping that, that, that we we get a lot of feedback and that we are able to help some people, some singles, to live out being living, saved, and satisfied with their self right where they are right now okay. with God. And so this is held at Agape Bible Fellowship. Yes. Um, the meet and greet is June 11th. June 11th. And what time is that? It is from 6.30 to 7.30. Okay, and this will happen weekly? It will happen every other week. Every other week. Starting June 11th is going to be our meet and greet. And then I think our next um, our next class is going to be, let me look at my calendar, June, uh, let's see. It's going to be the 26th. The 26th, okay. So everybody... Get on down to Agape Bible Fellowship. Yes! Yes! (laughs) June 11th for the Singles Ministry. Just meet and greet. You're going to be meeting the leaders. Um, You'll be meeting the other singles that will be there. And I know it's going to be a ball of fun because, you know, I have some some love over there at Agape. (laughs) So I definitely, I will be over there as well. Um, so you guys come see me too. <laughs> yes, please come out. Me, myself, Reverend Kendra Lawson, and Minister Michelle Duron. We look forward to seeing anybody. Everybody's welcome to come out if Yay. you're single and you're looking to be saved and satisfied with yourself. Come out. We got something ready for you. Alrighty, and that is on. Uh, that is off of uh, 21st Street. So it's. The address to Agape Bible Fellowship is 2111 South Darlington Avenue. That's Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you're putting it in your GPS and you just have to have the zip code, it's 74114. Um, Their website is www.agapetulsa.com. So I hope that you guys come. It is going to be so much fun. I'm just, I'm excited because I have a little insight to it. So I'm excited. I hope that you guys are excited. And I want to say thank you so much, Minister Kendra. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank thank you. you. I am so excited for you and all the things you have going on. And um, make sure you guys stop by that Facebook page, Sweet Endings by Kendra. Yes. And remember that it is official, so it is an LLC. Do not play with her time. Come on now. (laughs) Don't inbox me asking. 
asking me to do some stuff for you and then I don't hear from you or you wait to the last minute. Because um, she's got to yeah. have the time to be able to, to fulfill what you need. And just know that I've seen her work in person and it is awesome and I would not boost it. It is definitely awesome. But thank you again for coming on here. Thank and you. thank you guys for listening. We love you. Thank you.